What is up, guys? It is your host, So Peaceful, aka Magical Juicy. And today we have the lovely and astonishing, talented Neon Black. He is here today, and this is episode four. So let's four. get lit. Let's get lit. Okay. Lit, lit, lit. So go ahead and tell the audience something about yourself. All right. Well, hello, everyone. I am Neon Black. I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised. I am 25 years old. I've been singing since I was 19 when I first got to college, but I've been playing since I was 12 years old. This is back in 2005. Yes, people, I am old. But yes. Um, <laughs> You're not old. <laughs> He's not old. But hey, but um, yeah, I was... I started off playing an instrument when I was 12 years old at Welch Middle School. This is on the southwest side of Houston. If anybody, you know, everybody who went to Welch knows. And um, I remember the band director, she was like, hey, what instrument do you want to play? And I was just like, oh, trombone. Somebody else picked it. There's mm -hmm. only three of us. So I was like, hey. And then played it and was playing, didn't really know what I was doing, but then kind of clicked to me, okay. Then I started to actually learn how what I was doing. Caught on a little quickly, came a little good. Came, became a little good. Next year, I was in jazz band and, you know, was playing in high school, but, you know, I wasn't singing yet. So I was just like, hey, I really want to sing. And after I graduated, I was like, okay, let me go to TSU so I can learn how to sing at least yeah. and break out like that. So here we are. Wow. You guys hear that? So music has basically been part of your whole life, basically. So yeah. I hear a lot of jazz influences in your songs. Okay, yeah. So, like, who are who are the people that influence you? I have a lot of different kind of influences from Bjork to Miguel to Sneaker Pimp. Sneaker Pimp's is 90s trip hop, you know, and uh, Portishead, you know, big trip hop fan. There's a, a lot of influence. Lady Gaga used to be even yes. used to be an influence back when I was in high school. Nirvana. Nirvana was a big influence when I first started writing in high school. Um, I listened to a lot of stuff, a lot of hip hop. I used to listen to Fuji's a lot. Fuji's was my favorite rap group of all time. Lauren Hill inspired the mess yes. Outkast, Andre, you know, Andre and Big Boy, you know. A lot of Gemini, a lot of Gemini musicians. I'm a Gemini, so I'm inspired. Yes, by he's Gemini telling y'all his star sign. Yeah, Stevie Nicks. Hey, Stevie Nicks is an influence too. Growing up from uh, Fleetwood Mac, so it's just like I have a lot of influences that I just grab, and like, you know, and my my mom and a lot of my family are from the island, so yeah, we, I grew up listening to a lot of reggae and soca as well. So, and then my dad's from California, so you know, he brought that West Coast hip hop, you know, and a lot of that kind of Northern California kind of jazzy hip-hop type of sounds but you know i like everything so okay so from what i'm gathering so i know neon black like on a personal level but right now i'm not i'm not gonna get into that but we'll get into that later during the show but basically it sounds like to me that you just have like your based off your influencers, it just sounds like you are really well diverse when it comes to music. Yeah. So, what would be what would be something that you would like to work on in the future, as far as like branching out? Would you feel like you would branch out into other things, or you feel like you would stay kind of like in the niche of what you're working on now? Like as far as music, or as far as as far as everything. Um, I definitely want to start off in music. I definitely want to put myself out there like that and become iconic in that type of way and then start, you know, becoming more political yes. and start branching out and start, you know, trying to give back to people. Like I, whenever, you know, if I ever become famous and, you know, get that, that star status, like I'm trying to give back to people and yes. trying to, you know, try to really help people out and, you know, really try to get myself into getting, you know, 
getting myself into stop being such a little, you know, closed off and actually, you know, Brand giving, people, giving people more yeah, of what yeah. I am. Because I feel like I do have a lot to offer. Yeah, you, know? you really do. Really yeah. do. Like I said, I know him on a personal level. And I feel like as far as music, like, I feel like his work ethic and everything that he does can go beyond music because you really have like a great personality and your music is amazing. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so I want to get into basically how did TSU mold you? Like, so you can read music. Yeah. I've, I learned how to read music when I first started playing. So like sixth grade, I was writing the letter names and then next mm-hmm. year in seventh grade, I didn't either anymore. I just was reading. I could see the notes. And I was only reading, I was a trombone player, so mm-hmm. I was like with bass clef. And then when I got to TSU, that's when I actually learned how to read both clefs and multiple wow. clefs. Wow. So, yeah. Public service announcement. Most artists, including myself, don't know how to read music. I took guitar, but I never really, like, could get a grasp on it. So to have that, that's an added plus, I feel, yeah, as that- being an artist because... You can really, like I said, you can branch off and do anything you want to do because you have that skill. You're able to read music. You're able to pinpoint certain notes that people can't really pinpoint. Not only do you have your ears, but you know which tunes can go with what. Yeah, and I, I'd suggest that for any musician. It's not too late. If you know, you know, you've been playing for years and you don't mm-hmm. know music, hey, you can learn. Yeah. And that really sets you apart from a lot of people because you start learning theory, you start understanding why is this, you start understanding. The blending of sound, you start understanding the mathematics of it, and that really takes your skill level up too. Because then you, you know, you start bring, you start singing out runs that you never heard before, and then you know, you find out the formula of it and the scale and the relative major or minor of it. It's like okay, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, and you, it really is, and it, yeah. I feel like for myself, I think I most definitely learn. I say any artist listening to this, you most definitely want to try to get a skill in that. I noticed like even with rapping. Some artists don't even know how to count their bars. And that yeah. involves reading music and counting. Now, I've learned how to do it, like, by ear. Mm. And because someone, like, sat down and they taught me, like, okay, fourth bar, eighth bar, and all those great things. But I feel like that is a really important skill to have. Yeah. What classes did you take at TSU? So, um, when you first started as a music major, they have you take your basic theory one, um, ear training. You know, they have you take piano. I didn't know... That I had to take piano until later. Really? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you had, you had to take piano. Um, some people who, I guess, if they're not as adept, adept yeah. I guess, when they, you know, get there, they have to take, a, what do you call it, fine arts and daily living type of class. That's what it is. You know, but then each semester you kind of branch move out, on, yeah, move, you move on, on to the next level. things that you're more interested in. And then you start learning how to, you know, take orchestration, how to, or, you know, create a score. I actually created a score. I just never finished it. You know, this is why I didn't finish orchestration yet, but hey, it's going to get there. It's going to get there. So this is what I want to know. When did you actually start going to studios in Houston and how did that come about? Like, how did you start? Did you just like wake up one day and like, no, I want to go record in a studio. Mm. Like what brought on that passion? Um, at first, when I first started trying to, you know, I was like, okay, I need to make my own music now. I'm getting too old. I was like 23. I brought my own equipment. Yes. I put it in my own room, set that up. I was like, you know, I don't want to go to anybody else. Let me see if I can do it myself. Tell me how much that cost. So the bundle I got, it was for, I think, what, a Pro Tools, a little baby Pro Tools bundle. It was yes. like $200 for the interface, the headphones, and the mic. Oh. And then it came with the little. So you invested in yourself. Yeah. Always invest in yourself. That's number one thing. If 
you're passionate about your um, craft and you want your career to pop off, you have to invest. In yeah, no matter what it is. Invest. Invest. Like save money, do what you got to do. Because, you know, if you want to keep it going, you want to invest people. But um, <laughs> I did that and I was recording in my room all of 2017, like from January to December. I was working on the same stuff and then my, my equipment kept messing up. And then I was like, you know what? 2018 is about to come. I was like, okay, let me get in somebody's studio. I went to this guy's studio. Oh my god, and it was in this. <laughs> I know I, I'm not shitting on anybody's yeah. uh, uh, like apartment studio, but it's yeah. just like make sure your equipment is okay, or make sure you know what you're doing at least. Because I was recording my whole well mixtape that I've been try- I've been working on for the past ever, and it was just, the sound was good. It was ugh. yeah. There's something that I saw today, and it was on Instagram, and somebody I followed, and he was basically saying that be careful about, you know, certain things like that. If you think it's expensive hiring a good sound engineer, try hiring a cheap one because it will necessarily cost you more in the long run because you're trying to fix everything from a past engineer. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. Like, tell me about your experience as far as that goes. So that's definitely frustrating. You know, you hear something and I'm like, oh crap, it's so distorted. It's like, oh, I have to spend more money to go do that. Mm -hmm. And I have had to do that. And I was going to bring up the next point about my the next studio, the studio you introduced me to, um, Vibe Studio. Vibe Studio yeah. in Houston, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I thought that was a really good studio. It's just me going, looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have taken my time yeah. recording. Take your time with the one, if you're on one song for three hours, cool. Because, like, it's, I'm telling you, listening to some of my other stuff before, I was just like, bro, I should have took my time. Oh my god! I gotta send this back. I gotta, I gotta pay more money to get this remastered. Yeah. Ugh. And then you know, re-recording songs and as well. But hey, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like perfectionist when it comes yeah, to music. Yeah. So, so how do you stay balanced with that? So, I just continue to like. I listen to my music, my own music a lot. I don't listen to like for the joy of it. I just like listen like, oh shit, what could I've done? What could I do in later songs yeah. you know could, you know could i do you feel this? like you critique yourself harder because i feel like as people we we're we are always so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. but as an artist and this is for anybody whatever creative activities or creative things that you like to do do you feel like there's like this pressure that you have to have your music at a certain level in your mind yeah i feel like yeah that's i definitely put the pressure on myself because i listen to I compare myself to a lot of other indie artists as well. Yeah. It's not just mainstream. And I'm like, okay, at least, you know, their sound is this. This is why they have this many streams. This mm. is why they people gravitate towards them. And then there's also music videos and all that too as well. But it's like, you know, it, you know, if you don't have the money for some, you know, there's also time to save up and all that stuff. But uh, you know, I just I just want my stuff to be on that level or, you know, above it. Because I feel it. like, you know, vocally, I feel like I'm there. Yes. You know, I could be better because I haven't had lessons in forever. But, you know, I feel like I'm there musicianly. And, you know, I mean, you want that right kind of mixing. You want that right kind of filter. You know, I'm learning that. You want that right kind of exactly. essence of really vibe out the song. Because there really it. is more into music that a lot of people don't understand. Like, when you see your favorite artist, regardless if it's on World Star Hip Hop or BET, VH1, whatever platforms that you use to listen to music, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, I, I know you guys probably get it, but there's a lot of behind the scenes 
things that people don't know about mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of artists don't really go into it like once they have like their big break or their big interview it's more about like okay so how did this song come about mm-hmm. so it's less about like okay what what paths did you take to get to where you're at? And I feel mm. like a lot of times for me, I want to hear the steps. I want to know how, you know, something happened to you when you were a little kid and mm. inspired you or someone in your life pushed you to get to the level that you're at. And I feel like as an artist and as you being an artist too, like there is that pressure that we put on ourselves and because we, we really love and enjoy what we do. So it's not about competition. Mm. I feel like it's more about, I want my art to be seen. I want yeah. my art to be heard. I want people to see who I am because in all actuality, when you are singing or when you are rapping, when you're painting, whatever you do creatively, it's like almost showing a little bit of your soul in a, mm. in a weird spiritual eclectic kind of way. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that reminded me of something I kind of thought of the other day. I was I posted this on Twitter, but I'm, I said like a singer's a singer's um, voice is the vibrations of their soul. Yes. So you know, a singer, I you know, I I want to get I want to talk to other singers and see if they feel the same way. Cause, I like, definitely that, do. Yeah, because you know you f- feel what you feel, kind of push that out. People kind of feel that as well. They exactly. feel that that warmth. They feel that pain that you feel. They feel. You know exactly. Do yeah. you feel like that's why people have such a strong con- connection when it comes to music? Yeah, most definitely. Music is a healer. Music is a th- music is therapy. Music is everything. Music's been here forever. So yeah, I so. think I agree with that answer. I feel like that's why we are just as humans like we really connect to it because it's a different way of hearing things versus someone speaking. Mm-hmm. Which I take that back because there are people that passion passionate about that. Like when they're speaking, that is a way for them to help and to heal. So everything we do, but I feel like as a whole, as a nation, no matter what race or culture you come from, when it comes to music, we all can come together for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music is the world's therapy. You know. So are you working on anything new? Um, I'm about to start working, reworking on my mixtape I've been working on since the beginning of 2017. But um, I'm working on my mixtape interpretations. Mm-hmm. So I got new tracks. Um wrote a lot of stuff over the months so mm-hmm. i'm like okay this is the direction i want to go to so hopefully i can start recording this week and release it like i want to release it no later than april yes april may yeah i think that'd be good and then there's also other tracks that i want to work on stuff i haven't written yet and you know i'm i'm moving like way ahead you know i'm trying to keep you know i'm working on like i want to i keep telling myself i'm working on four projects at a time yeah one time because i'm like okay i have this project set okay i know what i want to do i just have to record it okay this is the next one okay and i got this sound and i got this sound you know so but it's busy work it's it's good work yeah and it all will pay off eventually it really will Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play one of Neon Black's song, and I'm going to play Ten Summers, and then we're going to come back. We're going to review. We're going to do all that, and then we're going to talk about what. how did that song come about. Okay. So you guys keep tuning in and enjoy.
The sky's coming to an end As the dawn is starting to begin The beauty of the wind Spins me on my head again Before the biggest sin Could I go back again? Nostalgia has set in Stress is just written, yeah. I hold so dear Before the days where I knew the smoky haze Yeah, my eyes were clear I had no fears If time just waited I could begin A version where we could spend so freely Like the burning wind A higher surgency begins The world is spinning on Welcome back. I am your host, So Peaceful, and you are tuning in to Shift Key Radio. And that was 10 Summers by Neon Black. Oh my God, I really love that song. That was my <laughs> first time hearing that song. It is so beautiful. Okay, we got to get into this. What inspired you to write this song? Okay, well, 10 Summers, that came from like my previous summers, like my last good summer that I could think of that was just so memorable it was 2008 you know mm. back when I was young I was 15 you know summers before that I always used to go to my cousin's house in um, Stafford and just always have so much fun mm-hmm. and my, you know 10 summers I made me think of like those those um 
that summer from 10 years ago, I was like, you know, those that kind of sapia skies that just be out the sunset kind of thing. Yes. I was thinking about that and how that used to inspire me. That inspires me a lot. I'm like, 10 summers, you know, reminisce. I'm, you know, it's kind of a, like a nostalgic feeling, like going back to, bef- you know, before adulthood start kicking your ass, before, you know, <laughs> you start dealing with bills and life and, you know, people dying and stuff like Fuck that. Boys. Yeah, and all that shit like that. And it's just, yeah, I, I wrote that like the beginning of the year, I think. So, and I got it, I got this the track from this Canadian producer named his name is K Rain K Rain Sound. So he's pretty dope. Pretty yes. popular on YouTube. So yes, wow. I think it's a beautiful song. I honestly admire and love how you do your runs. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, you can like really like see it. Like to me, I feel like music should always be like a picture mm-hmm. or like a moment. And like you said, the song is about seasons and you know, things. And I can really sense that because like, I can remember just reminiscing about different times in my life. So I definitely get that kind of vibe from that song. I'm like really stoked. I can't wait till you guys hear the other song. Honestly, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> but this song is, I think it's, 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 it's up there with that song oh, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So back to what we were talking about previously, who was the best engineer that you've ever worked with and what engineer that's in an industry that you would like to work with in the future? Hmm. So far. Well, as far as in a studio, I would say Samurai because mm-hmm. I haven't experienced others while they were like yeah. super good producers yet. Shout out to Samurai at Vibe Studio Recording. They have really amazing engineers there and if you're in the Houston area, most definitely check it out. I will make sure to link everybody's information including the producer that you told me about i'll link it in the bio for any fellow artists out there who are interested in investing in themselves and um there's also engineers out of state i've worked with but like you know i just sent them my stuff and they kind of work myself like um the engineer engineer who worked on this song yes he is and his name is Amp on the Track. He is a LA producer. He lives out in California. So he's Amp good. on the Track. Yeah, he's pretty um pretty good. A lot of people a lot of people go to him. I always see like he has hella followers. So okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And um I recorded this song at in Houston, um at Sugar Hill Studios. Okay, actually. how so, was that studio? It's pretty good, pretty good. I worked with a um, guy named Guess. So okay. he's really he's pretty good. He works with a um, artist I mentioned uh, earlier, Amira um, Soul. Okay. I went to school with her before we used to be choir together. So he he works with her. So you know he's in kind of small place. So everybody work with everybody. Yes. But um, shout out to guests and um, I'm trying to think. I've worked with another producer out of um, in LA. His name is Casino. I was sending another track to him before. I work, you know, try to work with a lot of people. Then I get tracks from um, K Ray Sound. I get tracks from people. Uh, it's Russian producer. His name is Unicorn Waves. Okay, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, and um, oh, and big shout out to Black Niche. He's somebody I got a lot of my tracks from. And look at that, you guys! Look yeah. how many people that he has worked with. Yeah, and like, kept a rapport with. Like that's yeah. so important. Building bonds with other people because you have to think that your engineer, your and your producer, they're just as creative as you. Yeah. They want to work with different artists. Don't ever assume that a producer doesn't want to branch off and do something. I know there's been a lot of times, even with myself, there was a producer that he just 
worked with rappers and mm-hmm. I was like, what would he want to do with me? You know? And then I came to him. He was like, I've been waiting on this moment so I can branch off and work with a different artist from a different background. Yeah. So I feel like all of those people that you mentioned, most definitely if invest, invest, yeah, invest, invest, keep invest. in contact with them. I always say, Hey, I'm, this is the track I've got from you. Hey, how, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? I'm always emailing. There's another, um, um, guy that I've got from Italy, his name is Doc. Doc, something after it's, it's, it's something, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to buy a whole beat tape set from him, yeah, like seven tracks that I'm gonna make a future EP for probably next look, year. Look how much and, investment that is, and like, he make sure like it's good to keep up with these guys because at first he's gonna charge you like a thousand for all of them, but then he said, Hey, I heard your music and I'm gonna like take 400 off. Ding, 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 so, ding, ding, ding. Hey. I just want to touch on that. This is why. I, I really want to get into doing more interviews and I really want to get into just just doing doing this. I'm very passionate about music, but I'm also passionate about behind the scenes. And I'm always one of those people I'm so giving and I want to give out. Build a rapport with the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. It is a business at the end of the day. I feel like the engineers that I work with now, they're like family to me. Yeah. They pretty much know everything about me they they talk to me we talk to each other we work things out and the fact that he was able to listen to your music and be like whoa he was blown away to the point where he's like you know what i want to work with this guy because i want to invest in myself because engineers are willing to invest in artists you just have to find the right engineer that is willing to invest in mm-hmm. you because that is so important, especially when you're talking about you're already paying so much money, you guys, from the studio to the equipment, whatever kind of investment that you're doing, from the time that it takes you to write or whatever that you do, it's taking it's taking a lot of time. So you got to think, once you get the song that you want, now you're like, okay, do I want to do music video? How do I want to market this? How do I want to get into that? And we're going to get into that, too and get you guys some information about that mm-hmm. but it's it takes a lot of energy doesn't yeah. it it's a lot of energy a lot of time but if you it's worth it because once it's you so worth it you start working on your stuff you've seen you know the creativity that's going into it, you see your final product you're like oh art's beautiful it music really art, is it's everything statistically if you are into music especially if you are a black artist no matter what genre Go look. I'm not even going to tell you. Go look for yourself. Go Google. Find out what percentage that the black community makes up in as far as billboard, because that's where the statistics are coming from. It's not coming from how many streams you got on Spotify. It's not coming from how many people clicked on your YouTube video. It's not coming from Worldstar. It is coming from the billboard charts. And it kind of makes people frustrated because it's like, oh, I put all this time and work in. But I'm not touching the scale, basically. And the scale is being on that billboard. Mm-hmm. That is where the scale is at. Yeah. So this is why I'm doing this, because I want more people to know. I want more Black artists to know that you, we need to be on that billboard. We need to make that kind of impact where it's just like there's a Black artist every time hitting that number one chart, hitting that number one thing all the time and people dare to be different please be different be different don't try to fall into this niche where you have to sing about the same kind of thing or you have to rap a certain way in order to be cool like whatever that is unique about you let the world know that that's unique about you and i feel like more people respect substance than bullshit yeah than bullshit like look at people like what 
Abra, SZA, people like that. SZA, like when she first started out, her sound, you know, she's so unique and so different. But the crazy part is, this is so off topic, but the crazy part is like when SZA first came out and then when SZA dropped her album Cartel, there were so many people like, who's this girl? And people that know about SZA, like she'd been out, like you're hella late. So late on on this wave that we've been riding for a very long time. Like you're just (laughs) now getting onto it. So I also want to talk about who in the industry would you like to work with? Oh, so many people as far as producers, artists. Everything. Okay. As far as producers, I would love to work with a guy named Arca. Uh-huh. I would love to, um, oh my God, my, they're leaving my brain. I, I, oh my God. <laughs> but um, one, two, there's somebody I just found out about. He's okay. a British hip hop producer, lo fi producer. Um, Lord, um, so many people that I cannot think of. Well, go into the artist that you would like to work with. I love to work with um, Bjork. She's one of my favorites. Okay. I mentioned earlier, like I love the weird instrumentation. That's yes. I love to work with Miguel. Yes, he's my favorite male artist of all time. I love to work with Janelle Monae. I work. I love to work with SZA. I love to work. With I know people like her so much. But I love Azealia Banks. That's my favorite. Artist I love her too. That's Gemini. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye. Yeah, two and two, yeah. Um there's a whole bunch of people I love to work with. I was shocking. Oh, Lauren Hill for us. I love to work with her. Do you think you would get to the point where when you know, when you I don't I don't like saying when you make it big, but when you get to the point in your career where you always dream to be, you think you would write for other artists? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, share the wealth. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that lyrics are important? Of course. And I'm a music major. I'm a voice major. <laughs> yes. That's really big. We have a class called Song Literature. Literature, We study not only, you know, the the, the notes, the melodies, you know, the songs, so the history of it, the lyrics. Why do they write this? You know, yeah, it's so, so poetic. Yeah. It's so poetic. And I feel like a lot of artists now, they kind of like they freestyle. That's why a lot of the songs don't have a lot of meaning, but the songs that do, and you know that the person took time and they really took a lot of energy to have the give the song substance, you can really tell. Just go Google the lyrics, Shazam the lyrics, and you will see the lyrics for yourself. And it won't always be go go uh uh mm-hmm. be whatever the case may be, and it'll actually have like really beautiful lyrics to go along with the song. I feel like 10 Summers has very beautiful lyrics oh, and it has you. lovely substance, lovely thank substance. So I also want to get into basically, we talked about your experience with producers. We talked about your first time at a studio mm-hmm. investing. What about music videos? Oh, I wish I had money, all the money in the world for that, but that's something I really want to do. It's something that's been on my mind forever. I have so many ideas, so many ideas, so many ideas. I just need the money, and I just need the perfect, um, perfect videographer, videographer. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot of prop. That's a that's a yeah. I think that's a lot for a lot of artists because you know you have to invest. There's so much stuff you have to invest in, but I feel like. There are people here in Houston that would work for work with you for free. Yeah, you just gotta get yourself out there. That's something I haven't done too much is get myself out there, and that's something I regret this year. But you know, 
this year was my breakout year to really just, you know, release stuff and say, you know, find out, okay, who's listening to myself? What type of people? Yeah. What kind of interactions am I getting? Do you feel like you're always on your phone, like on Instagram? Yeah, always. I'm trying always, to promote, trying to always. show people like, here I am all, all the time. All year. I've been doing that since January. All Do you year. enjoy it or are you just like, oh, I just wish people just... I mean, I kind of enjoy it because it's like, you know, I'm putting in work and like, yeah. you know, no one else, no one else is going to do it for you. So Commitment, I, dedication. Yeah. And I'm trying to learn like better marketing strategy, strategies. I'm trying to pay attention to what everybody else is doing. And you start asking questions. But most importantly, put yourself out there. I need to start performing live. That's something, you know. Yes, that's how people get discovered. Yeah. I need to do that myself, too. I think for some reason as artists, we get so caught up in we got to make, we got to get. We got to create, 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 because there's so much going on in our minds. But yes, most definitely um, any artist out there, try to do live performances because that will help you big time, too. Set time to rehearse. Like My thing is, I'm just such a perfectionist. I really like I really want voice lessons before I start putting myself out there because I'm just like, OK, I have a good voice. I need to, I need to fine tune it again and, you know, really stun people. You really want to stun people. You really want to have stage presence. You yes. Really impact people's minds, you know, have be a standout. You know? Give more than just I'm standing in one place and work the stage. Yeah, you know, people are paying to to see you. People are taking time. Time is money. People are taking time. That's economics. Taking time to see you do what you love. So you might as well invest and enjoy what you do. And anyone who comes from a musical theater background, opera, stage, any kind of background, you. You know what stage presence is. Exactly. You know, I work the stage. Give you know that attitude. You know, being character. It's about being a character. About feeling it and, and evoking the emotion that you, you know, that you kind of bottle up in this one song. You know How is saying? your support system with your music? Um, I, it's here and there. Um, I know a few people. You know, everybody listens to what they want to listen to. Hey, you know, if they don't listen to it, it's cool. But you know, I know a few, few people. They'll be like, "Hey, let me check." You know, everybody doesn't have time to check out your stuff, but you know. I appreciate the people who do check exactly. out one thing or another. You know, I have a few friends that, you know, is always reposting my stuff or, you know, actually downloading my stuff. So yeah. It's, as far as family, how's that support? Um, I mean, I'm... Can I ask that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. My, of course, my mother supports me. My dad, he wants me to be smart about it. You know, of course, there's yeah, support. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, that's automatic. Um, my uncle, I remember one of my uncles, he... Re- he message on facebook say hey i like your music I yeah like song. yeah um, another one of my cousins when i was doing my little live yesterday she 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 does music too she's like she goes to jamaica and, oh wow yeah and records there and does a lot of reggae stuff she's trying to you know get on the track i have another cousin that's um, a younger cousin that's you know does his stuff in the studio as well i have an older cousin he just so a lot of family yeah. members do yes. music yeah so they you know you know, I know they support it too, just like I support them, you know, so. Hey. That's really good because I know a lot of artists, they don't have that kind of support to the point where it's like breaking ties with family members because they want you to focus on being smart. I, I don't think that parents don't want their kids to do music or anything like that. I just think it's the fear of you're yeah. putting all this time and mm-hmm. investment in it that it may not work out in the end. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to tell someone who's passionate about it, especially they've been doing it their whole life, that that's not what they should be doing. That's like telling a doctor, that's like telling a kid who wants to be a doctor that he can't be a doctor. He's going to look at you and say, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I want to be a doctor. Because even if you don't, aren't a performer, you can teach. You can, yeah, there's you music there. There's so many things that you can do. 
music critic, there's lots of stuff that pays. So. And there's ways that you can still do what you're passionate about. So I feel like just let people, let kids, let the kids be, yeah. <laughs> let them be who let they the want to be. be, let them do what they need to do. Wow, this is so exciting. I <laughs> so I would most definitely want to hear everyone's comments uh you guys can follow the instagram page shift key underscore radio you can comment underneath the post i will be uploading this at 4 p.m but if you listen to it you know that it got uploaded so with that being said oh, can I tell them to follow me? oh yeah of course okay so instagram if you have an instagram which i'm pretty sure a lot of you do you can follow me at neon black music that's n-e-o-n-b-l-k-m-u-s-i-k Got that? And then my Twitter is Neon Black Official. N-E-O-N-B-L-K Official. And I will also put this in the description so you guys can have better access to it just in case. Just in case. So I really enjoyed having you here. And the last song that, we, that we're going to play by Neon Black is Titans. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys took every tip every hack that we had to and i hope that you hit the shift key and like really invested in yourself and i feel like it's all about investing dedication and putting in that work because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't you have to do it you can't depend on clout you can't depend on other people to do the work for you and him being here right now today that is an investment so invest in yourself surround yourself by good people and energy and love what you do be passionate about it don't get frustrated know that everything is working in your favor i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i'm your host so peaceful and i'm signing off today bye, bye. Titans takes place and consequences roll in hundreds parades of burning torches never meant to cause so much pain cycles of endless clash of kings a land so Yeah. Uh-huh.
is I am skating on some thin ice I can't break it If I were to, I would sink harder No one to pull me through Never meant to cause so much pain Cycles of endless clash of chaos Yeah. 